Ugly for TV podcast. Hi, Jake. How's it going? Uh, things over here are well, but they are weird. Um, this yeah. just happened like an hour ago, so I really, it's not, I, I don't have anything to go with it, um, but I just, it's right in front of me, so I have to talk about it. Um, I was texting with a buddy of mine, like really good friend, stood in my wedding kind of friend, like really, really good friend. And yeah. he was we were just texting about the old times. Something came up. I think uh, the U2 concert got it started. He's like, oh, U2 is going on tour with the Joshua Tree. And, and we just started talking about old things. And he's like, hey, whatever happened to that one? Uh, this is from L.A. This is about 2004. And he said, what was that one comedian that liked you, that, that girl? And I told him, I'm like, oh, that was her. And he's like, ah, I wonder whatever happened to her. I'm like, I have no idea. So when we were all done, I looked her up and like... I mean, like I said, I haven't seen or heard from her since 2004. She is writing, she's an author, and she writes two kinds of books, either vampires and werewolves in love, or pretty much like hardcore gay fiction. And like, because I googled her to see if she had a comedian website, if she was still alive, and that's what popped up, is all these shirtless guys with six packs, and these names of books, like the stud finders, and the shit, and I'm like... All right, well, there is a the bullet I am glad I dodged. It's like, I, I've always had this, uh, um, I don't know, wisdom about me, which is called never put your dick in crazy. So when she was, was pursuing me, I'm like, no, I, I, there's something there I don't like. And I don't know, it's just one of those weird things. Like I said, I don't really have anything to go with it, but just... I don't know, I think that... I think you're looking at the glasses half empty on that one. I, I think it'd be. I'm not looking at it as anything. I, I don't have anything to go with it. Empty, full, anything. I'm just like that's just all right. That's just what Dude, it is. I think if I was at if I was at the bar or I was I was starting to date some lady or you know whatever, and I asked what she did, and she was like, my my job is I write books about uh, vampires and werewolves in love, or g books about dudes in love, but it's like. That's my only gig. I'd be all about it. I was like, cool. You mean you don't have to like do a nine to five? You just not. Nah, I just sit around typing vampires all day. I, oh, no. Yeah, they're yeah, popular as shit. I looked up the and they've got like, you know, hundreds of five star reviews. And, uh, you know, I, I, I went down the rabbit hole. I'm not going to lie. I, I looked at her blog. Yeah, and it's like, I'm oh, my new book is coming out. It's it's got uh, like three thousand pre-order downloads. I'm like three thousand. That's not too bad to have three thousand books sold. I don't know what they, they you know, are each was like. I, I've written a handful of books. I don't think I've sold three thousand total. Um, well, I'm, wait, I'm just kind of confused about the two separate genres because one's so fairly broadened, but the other one's very specific, and it doesn't really seem that closely related. Now, are the are the vampires and the werewolves in love? Are they are they straight or gay vampires? See, that I don't know, but I assume they're straight. My guess is that she's very smart, and she's playing both angles. She's getting in on the the, the Twilight and uh, other nonsense, but at the same time, there's something going on in her head that's like, yeah, gay guys, maybe there's an untapped market for dudes that want to read about dudes having sex with dudes, and... You know, she she seems to have nailed it because that's the majority of the page. Like you had to scroll down when I was looking at it to to find the vampires and werewolves. The 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 big upfront is shirtless dudes, you know, with six packs and you know the 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 cocky boys or something like that. The stud brothers or you know. It's like, just <laughs> kind of weird that a lady's writing, uh, yeah, very descriptive. So this isn't just like um like like a 
necessarily a romance novel. I mean, it's just straight up gay porn that she's writing. I mean, well, I mean, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's under the guise of romance, you know. Like, ah, okay, all right, all right. It's romance gay porn. But Fair it's enough. That like, makes a little more sense because I, I thought it was just straight up like those dirty letters or what. You know what I mean? Oh no, like, no, I it's fiction. It kind of it's like, fiction. Like. No, no, I mean, not like nonfiction, but I mean, just the ones where it's just detailed scenes about fucking. And I'm like, it's kind of weird that like a lady would be would be, uh, you know, like a bestseller and telling real detailed stories about gay sex. Like I because I just feel like, you know, I wouldn't be as good at, uh, you know, writing about lesbian sex. I, I, I couldn't see me being. They uh, a best-selling author about detailed lesbian sex, unless it was just straight dudes buying it and going like, "What? They're getting drunk and banging in front of me like that." <laughs> yeah. I just, but women ain't buying my books about lesbian sex. That's all right, I'm saying. Right, right. In fact, I'll even go as far as to say, is even if it's not just hardcore like lesbian porn, lesbian women are not buying my books about lesbian anything. Uh, I I, I don't care what it is. That's the feminine touch, though, is women can uh, uh, can uh, branch out in all arenas. They they are in tune with. Um, I, well, I don't I, know about I, all arenas, man, but well, definitely definitely they can bridge the gap, or yes. you know, to to gay dudes. Whereas guys and lesbians, not so much, man. Like you, you always hear about uh, you, you know, um, oh fag hag or whatever. You know what I mean? Like yeah, there's yeah, different yeah, yeah. terms and stuff, but yeah, you know. Gay guys and straight women hang out a lot. Not as much. There's no, uh, uh, there's no dyke dude. There's no dude. lesbian woman there's hanging not, out. Yeah, yeah, there's not any <laughs> dyke dude. For that. That's a good yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. There's no. I mean, I'm not saying that. You know, it never. Maybe happens. we should invent it. I'm. Uh, yeah. There's probably. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. There's. There's definitely straight dudes whose best friends are lesbians somewhere on the planet. I'm just saying, for every it's not one of them, thing, there's about though, a like, thousand yeah. gay dudes hanging out with straight women. Like it's just, it's, it's just weird that, that you don't see it the other way going back to your point though i i guess uh like you said um you said oh you know if that's all you do is sit around all day and write this stuff and you can make a living at it good for you yeah good for her i'm not complaining or anything i'm just like i would love for it to be like i I don't think i could put up with it if and this is just me speaking personally like if if it was bought into like oh this is my latest novel i'm like you know steve stephen king or you know, a serious novelist, but if yeah. it's sitting around like, oh, I'm pulling the wool over all these eyes, I'm just writing, you know, crap about werewolves in love, I can't believe people buy this, and laughing all the way to the bank, you know, that I could, t- that would be interesting. Yeah, yeah. Or, or, except, you know, like, I don't sniff my own farts when it comes to comedy, is what I'm saying. I don't walk around like, ah, oh, I'm the best comedian in the world, look at me, I'm a comedian, I'm so fucking awesome. I'm like, ah, oh, I'm a comedian, I'm kind of a fuck-up, you know, like, I, I took a does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, I wonder if she's, like, equally passionate about both. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I, that's like, I wonder, I mean, because, do you think one of it is, like, well, one of them, I write it because I'm really passionate about, but the other one, I just kind of fell into, like, someone hired me to write about uh, gay porn, or uh, the flip side, about vampires, and werewolves blowing each other or whatever. And I, I just, you know, it, it became a, a hit. And so now I pay the bills with the vampires. Uh, but my passion's writing about dudes banging. 
you know? <laughs> That's a good way of looking at it. The fucked up thing is, is as we are talking here, I forgot this because she, like I said, she's not an ex. I never dated this woman, but I do have one really interesting ex and she's the only ex of mine that I really, like I was only in three relationships. Like I did a lot of, you know, farting around, but when it comes to relationships, I was only in like three real relationships before getting married. Yeah. And I'm only friends with one of them. The other two were a disaster. And we, the thing is we only stay in touch like once a year, like, Oh, Hey, how are you doing? You know, Oh, how are you? And, and so during one of our annual, like, Oh, Hey, you still exist. How's life? You still doing well? Uh, she revealed that she'd become a dominatrix and I'm like, all right, then dominatrix, um, eh? Yes, and this is an actual ex, and so what she does is she's a spanking dominatrix. That's it. She's a spanker. Like, guys pay her, and it's usually business guys because it always is, and she spanks them either by hand or with a blunt object or there's no sex involved. Uh, it's just that's what she does, and I'm like, all right. this <laughs> That was an interesting one to have as an ex, I thought. See, I, uh, I wish me. getting spanked with orange bog eggs in your mouth was less stigmatized among people. Reason is is because those guys probably have friends, you know what I mean? Like, uh, other guy friends, but they don't really talk about it with them, you know? Like, I've never heard a, a, a friend of mine or, you know, acquaintance, you know, whatever, dude at work, whatever, tell me some weird shit like that. But I, I know it's out there, but I, I think it should be less stigmatized because I, I feel like if, if a friend of mine did come up to me and be like, you know what's boring? regular sex you know what i'm gonna go do pay a lady in leather to beat the hell out of me and call me a dirty piggy 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 uh i'd be like dude why don't you just you're like a sex addict just have a little bit less regular sex for a little while let your tolerance go back down and then you don't need to get spanked anymore man i I feel like they just you know they slowly get into weirder and weirder shit which i'm not saying there's nobody out there who's just kind of like genuinely into S&M but what I'm saying is I, I I totally believe that most of the people that are into shit like that it's because they've had too much regular sex slash porn or whatever they're just like they're having too um, much of it so it just doesn't it doesn't get them off anymore you know I'm gonna disagree with you because knowing her and then having read a little about it it's usually a power thing. Like I said, it's business guys. It's guys, it's it's men who are in control of everything. Like, they are the boss. They uh, rule. Nobody overrides them. So this is the one area where they can go and not be in charge. It's like, yeah, no, I actually, their, I it's, saw a it's, Instead of going to a therapist. saying the same thing, man. There was a thing yeah. on Netflix I was watching where they went to, like, a, a high-end uh, dominatrix, like, brothel more or less in 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 like downtown manhattan it's years ago i saw it but that's what they're saying is most of the people that go there are like ceos and shit like that and it's sort of like the yin and the yang there's like a power thing where i mean they're they, they're in charge of so many people all day people are which i mean right you know you always think like oh yeah that's where you want to be and it's like yeah but that comes with its own kind of stress you know what i mean like you constantly have to fucking make decisions and so when it's just time for fucking, when it's you time, what's the opposite of had, having to be in charge and make decisions? It's uh, being spanked and going, yes, mistress. Like, it's, that's kind of what they do. I, I don't know, man. I, I, I can see that. I'm not saying it's, it's not that. But I also think it's that those guys have fucking gone to a lot of regular hookers before they went to the dominatrix lady, too, man. I, 
I definitely think there's a little bit of both in there. I think there's like burning out on the regular shit. And then there's the, like you say, it's, it's kind of like the power thing correcting itself. Yeah. And she loves it. I don't, I, that's the thing is I, I don't think, and if I did, I don't remember. I don't think I asked her how she got into such a profession. I don't know if she answered an ad because the way she told me is that she was pretty much self-employed. She didn't like have a, yeah. a business where it was, uh, you know, because it's, it's not sex. So it's legal, you know, it's not prostitution. It's, it's, she could have a business or a storefront, but she didn't say like, Oh, you know, there was this ad or maybe she was, I can't even speculate. I really can't speculate, but it, it was, that was the one that blew my mind. Like, Oh, all right, well, there you go. You're, you're doing this now. And I just thought it was kind of funny and neat. See, that's, that's what you want to get into, man. If you're going to, if you're going to be in the sex industry, that's why, like, I, I sort of feel like that's, that's the top shelf. Like, that to us is uh, selling out Madison Square Garden or whatever, and just just doing like two Madison Square Garden gigs a year, and then just hanging out on an island the rest of the time because it's like you got a lot of hookers out there in the world, right? Most of them are like sucking off fat, ugly dudes. And that right. sucks. You know what I mean? Like even if you're a straight woman, like like that, that's fucking not good. But then. You know, you got these dominatrix over there where they're like, "Oh, you're a, you're a, you're a sex worker, huh? Yeah. Well, what do you do? Do you you blow fat, ugly dudes like I do? No. What I do is I I just stand there with all my clothes on and I make them vacuum while I call them a dirty piggy piggy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, well, yeah, but then you suck them off later. No, no, no. My piggy 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 doesn't deserve to get to come. Uh, he would pay me less if he did. And, and that's the thing like, is I think she right. she told me that uh, um, I can't remember if she said she ever had a problem, but she did say that being in charge is yes. If any one of them like starts to get an erection or says wait a second, she gets she can put an end to it at any time. She's like nope, it's done. Like and keeps the payment. <laughs> like I remember, I do remember one thing was a ping pong paddle. I do remember that the guys get to choose, or maybe maybe that's a thing like. Uh, Maybe she would, like, do a bait-and-switch, like, do you want the ping-pong paddle or the belt? The ping-pong paddle. All right, I'm using the belt. No! You know, like, the whole I'm in charge thing. But, yeah, that yeah. was the other part. Yeah. Is, is it, Like you said, it was the creme de la creme of the sex trade because you're, you're not having the fat, ugly guys with their little thumb dicks in your mouth. You are in control 100%. And that's... that's <laughs> I haven't talked. I haven't touched base with her in, in about a year. Do you maybe think I maybe do they, they probably and... do like regular hookering as like their open mics, though? You know what I mean? And like they start <laughs> off at the open mic level, and then you know they start doing bar shows, and then you know they start going on the road and shit, and then eventually they end up uh, spanking dudes with leather paddles, and then uh, calling it a day, and making way more money than uh, the women at the truck stops uh, ever will. I uh, I should reach out to her and see if she'd want to be a guest on here, either anonymously or full name. I don't know. Maybe she's, I, I don't even know if she's still doing it. I just, I'm talking about the, the, the memory of it, but yeah, I should, I should see if I can get a dominatrix or ex dominatrix, former dominatrix on the podcast. That's what I'm going to do for you, Jay, because I'm going to reach out to her and see if she wants to talk about all this. Absolutely. Um, man. Just, well, Cause I figure it's gotta be one of two things, right? It's either, like I said, where they, you know, they start off at the truck stops. They slowly, uh, 
work their way up the American dream. You know what I'm saying? You start off mopping <laughs> the floor. You, you end up behind a desk in a penthouse somewhere with a view. Uh, that's sort of how they work their way up the dominatrix scene. Or it's just a completely different craft altogether. Like, uh, you know, acting and stand-up can both be funny, but it's a different skill set. So do you think maybe they sort of, like, get recruited on the sly? Like, uh, it's just, like, dudes who are, you know, it's a whole underground circuit. You know, it's an underground thing, guys that are into it. And so do you think, uh, you, you know, if, like, a secret dude who's into dominatrix stuff, or at least recruits for one of them professionally, like, hears stories of friends of his at work, like, oh, dude, my girlfriend's a real cunt. Really, what'd she do? Um, I don't know, man. She just complains about the toilet seat being up or whatever. Eh, boring. But it's like, ah, if she comes home and she threw a pair of stilettos at me because uh, the remote control was facing the wrong way, uh, threatened to blind me, <laughs> uh, called me a dirty piggy piggy. What's her number? What's her Facebook handle? And then and then he like secretly <laughs> just goes and recruits Context. her. Hey, uh, you yeah. know that you know that uh, thing where you beat the shit out of your boyfriend? Can you do that to me and I'll pay you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. You come home from a long day of work and you're an evil fucking person to men. How would you like to do that as your nine to five? I think you got a gift, lady. <laughs> we don't get to choose our gifts in this world. We gotta get, just play the hand that the good Lord bestowed upon us. And you. Yes. You're a fucking evil cunt, so throw on some leather and come with me. There's businessmen that need spanking. Well, the neat thing about this is is this ex, the reason I'm still friends with her is, uh, um, this is this is going to sound gay. Um, she's the one, like, my, my relationship before her was very damaging. And I was, it's that uh, 20s relationship where you have low self-esteem and I put everything into it. Like, I love you so much, why don't you love me back? And this one just uh, completely warm-hearted and, like, made me realize, oh, so a relationship is give and take. It's not just all give and give and give. So it's interesting that that someone that I know and remember as being very kind and loving and open and who taught me about love and what a healthy relationship is, is also got this side that is, uh, <laughs> I'm going to fucking put my stiletto on your neck and tell you, you know, until I look at the watch and say, oh, time's up. It'll be another $50 for 10 minutes or whatever it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. That's really weird, man. I wonder, do you think you can bomb as a dominatrix? Do you think Do you think there's guys that are just sitting there oh, like... Yeah, you can- yeah, you can bomb at anything. There was a I watched a, one of the documentaries on HBO about the Bunny Ranch. Yeah. Um and there was uh, some because that's, you know, the Bunny Ranch all volunteer or not, you know, they 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 go there they decide and so they followed a woman who said, you know, I really want to try prostitution uh and she was really really hot, but she knew she was hot. She's like uh yeah, I think I can get a lot of business. And when she got there, she decided she didn't want to do it. The guys would come in, and there were these, like, you know, fat truckers or frat boys that were, you know, on a bachelor party, blah, blah, blah. And so she would recruit the other women, like, oh, this guy wants a blowjob. Why don't we go in together, and I'll tickle his feet, and you blow him. And, like, and, and to the point where the other women hated her. Like, okay, you're fucking not, you know, you you split the money with us because well, that sounds you like, that's rope all, in the clients. A, that sounds like she, it doesn't sound like she's being a dominatrix. It sounds like she's a regular hooker and just a No, no, yeah, I know. I just, I just meant in the sex trade. I'm sorry. I changed gears on you. Yeah, it, it, that's just sex trade. I just meant in general. I'm sure all across the board, is, I guess where I was going with that is, is yeah. Well, there's definitely freeloaders in every profession, and I'm sure the prostitution <laughs> ring is no different. You know what I mean? No one. Right. If. 
if there's one thing worse than a dirty low down truck stop hooker, it's a lazy low down dirty truck <laughs> stop hooker, you know. But uh, well, I mean, the thing was, like, she was high call. She was high class, though. She was the the bunny ranch hooker. Really? But, like I said, she got there and she's like, well, she knew she was hot. She was always like, uh, like I think she, uh, she wanted the got, money, but uh, she didn't want to put in the. She she didn't want she anybody. She got to lazy touch her. when she got to the top. She. Basically, when she got to the Bunny Ranch, it's like when Tim Tebow got to the NFL. It's like there was all this expectation, (laughs) and then she got there and did nothing but throw interceptions. She was a rushing quarterback. Yes, yes, yes. That is the best analogy I uh, I could hear. That's 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 fucking awesome. No, but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about a lady who just kind of sits there and doesn't really spank dudes. I'm talking about a lady who just. I, I, I don't know, like, she's just not good at it. Like, she tries really hard to, to be threatening, but she's just got, she's got, like, a, like a Minnesota accent. She's like, oh, come here. Come here, little piggy. I'm going to, I'm going to spank you. No, you didn't, you didn't, you didn't dust off the counter good enough, you know. I'm going right. to, and, and then it's just like, ah, you're not really putting the fear in me. I'm not really, if anything, I feel bad for you. I, I just want you to make me milk and cookies or something. You too, you know. And and it just it just doesn't work out for her. And it sucks because that was her whole dream growing up. You know what I mean? Like, as far, as young as she can remember, she was always surfing the internet, checking out the dominatrix stuff. I always wanted to be her, but she just yeah, you know, she just wasn't good at it. You know. Yep. Just didn't. Uh, like you said, could, couldn't couldn't instill uh, the fear in someone. Maybe too meek, too soft, too too soft spoken. Like. I, I, I need you to, to do what I'm saying now. I, I need, I'm in charge. I'm in charge. Or, like, here's one. I I know it, it it turned out to be fake news, this stuff about Trump getting pissed on or having having people piss oh, on yeah, Obama's yeah, yeah, bed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It turned out to be fake well, news. Well, 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 we, we don't know if it's fake or not yet. Yeah, no, it sounds since, like bullshit, dude. Like, well, it sounds like a bullshit story, but, you know. I mean, yeah, I mean, no, uh, don't get me wrong. That's what, that's what the right wing did for eight years, so if fuck there's, it. If there's did. one man in politics who's definitely hired hookers to piss on him or Obama's stuff, <laughs> <laughs> like it's Trump. I mean, right. there's a reason that 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 fake news, if it is fake news, took off, man. But what I'm wondering um, is this is sort of along the same lines. Do you think Donald Trump has ever told a hooker you're fired for getting bladder shy? Right. Because <laughs> well, reason I say that is because. It, a lot of people get bladder shy. I mean, there's yeah, even times yeah. where, like, like I mean, I, I I get drunk enough. I piss on the street in front of strangers. I, I don't give a fuck. And like, I was in I was in the army with these dudes, and you know, you just piss wherever, right? But I mean, sometimes if I don't really have to go that bad, I'm just kind of making myself go before I head to the next bar, leave the restaurant, whatever. And I'm about to go, and somebody comes in. It like fucks up my whole like vibe man like i like now i can't piss even though like i'm totally comfortable piss i don't have like a urinal phobia or whatever in fact if anything i'm i'm pissed off when i go into men's rooms that don't have urinals so i'm like i gotta go to an, into a stall gross i just want to fucking piss and walk away i don't want to like touch stuff or move stuff or too much going on i like the urinals i'm a big fan of urinals that being said i i, I will occasionally get bladder shyness and this is from a guy who's not bladder shy at all but women on the other hand they they grow up in the opposite like i can remember being a kid and going to uh wrigley field my dad would take me there and and they would oh, I know. have that's, that's not just wrigley field it's every i know yeah, exactly like where every, you're going yeah the troughs you know every where sport going, arena right? yeah 
Yeah, well, you when I would go to any sporting event, it would be the the women's room would have a huge line out of it, and the men's room would be all men at the trough and all women in the stalls. Like yeah, women would just come into like the men's room stalls, to pee. And they got to go in. Yeah, there, they got to wipe the stall down. They got to do their thing. They got to. And the guys didn't care though. Yeah. The guys would just pee, and women Same would be going in the stalls. Yeah, it was twenty dudes shoulder to shoulder, all pissing in a trough. I, I, yep. can, I can remember one of my earliest memories as a human being is being so little that I could barely see over the trough. So my dad <laughs> would hold me up and I would piss in midair <laughs> surrounded by a bunch of drunk Cubs fans into the trough. And I would laugh. I would laugh. I would, you know, so I, I, I my point is I, I was bred and raised to not be bladder shy. And it still occasionally happens. Women are constantly in stalls. And so even if you're like a hooker or whatever and your job is to like blow dudes, well, the fucking and pissing for most of us, very, very different, you know? And so if. Well, and when women, they they will all talk about this. And we're two guys talking about what women talk about. But I've heard this from a lot of women that when a woman sits down in the stall next to them, they do get what you're saying. The bladder is like the, the noise, the, the, you know, they. Right. They don't want the eye contact when they leave the stall. It's this little private moment they like. So when they have to interact outside the stall, it's like, oh, hey, yeah, that was just me in there. You heard, you know, ripping farts or dropping a deuce or pissing really hard, you know. But so what, what I'm saying is even, is that they could even, get pee shy yeah, even if Trump Wrigley says, Field, you know, even right here on my face. Field, they, they, they don't have anybody that they're looking at or looking at them. They have their nice little box that is 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 <laughs> I meant box like you know what I mean stall but uh, yeah, 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 yeah. they got they got the you know it's they're enclosed in that the exact opposite of that is a big orange man going yeah piss on me on Obama's bed do it I paid you money ah. like and so I, I think you're gonna get piss shy man I think it happens a lot if he is into getting pissed on. He's probably smart enough to hire three or four at a time just because he knows that three quarters of them are, are, are going to they're going to choke, man. Well, I want to compare it to what you said about uh, working your way up the chain. I wonder if that is like, you know, like a sports movie training montage where you just get better and better. If, if these women <laughs> like they uh, they first start with magazines where just, you know, they, they take a picture of someone making eye contact and they just stare at it at the, as they pee and then yeah. they pee with the door open. And then, you know, like their 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 boyfriend or lover or whatever. They're like, hey, I need I need you to to, you know, talk to me while I pee. And then to the point where, you know, like they can go out in the business world. And are ready. They are prepared. So that this when, would be uh, a damn good Captain Orange montage, face. dude. What 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 eighties hairband <laughs> song do you think would best be playing during this montage? Poison. Uh, don't need nothing but a good time. Don't need nothing but a good mm, time because you know, I don't know, man. Too upbeat. On. Uh, I'm thinking maybe. Uh, um, yeah, that's well, that's upbeat. That's more your party one as opposed to the motivational song. You're right. You're right. I was thinking. I was trying to make a tie between getting peed on and, and enjoyment. It's not motivational. I will. I will withdraw that song. How about um, about um, bang your head by I think Poison. No, uh, that's quite right. That's metal quite health. Right. Yeah, bang yeah. your head, metal health. But it's actually called metal health uh, or mental health, metal health. But it's not bang your yeah, head. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's that's or right. Or if it was, it was in parentheses. Yeah. If no, there is a bang your head, metal health. Yeah, that's that's the name yeah. of the song. I'm I'm going with that one. I know there's probably some better out there. I just you know I'm 
I, 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 I'm behind on my uh, on the names of '80s hair metal band songs, which is uh, sad because uh, you know that's something we should all we should all know. We should uh, you know we shouldn't be able to name the Ten Commandments or uh, the nine members of the Supreme Court or any of the amendments other than the first. How and many second. out of the nine you but, think have been pissed on? <laughs> well, I bet Alito was numerous times because he was a sick control fuck, and and Clarence Thomas talked about pubic hairs yeah, on cocaine, so probably sure. him. That's 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 an automatic. That's that's one that I mean that's it's like uh, you know is Alabama going to vote red? Is New York going to vote blue? I mean, yeah, Thomas has <laughs> been pissed on. He gets pissed on every single election for good luck, you know. Uh, probably. All right, well, uh, you got anything else exciting you want to talk about? Or I, I don't really, like I said, I just had that jumping off point. Uh, did we talk about I, hookers this whole time? We did, Fuck, and yeah. the sad thing was is I was in my car driving home from a gig, so here we are, we should was, have talked about Trump's home, press conference. Uh, I missed it. I was so. pleasuring myself this whole time on my yeah. couch. No, no, I'm saying when Trump's press conference. But oh, during the press conference, enough. yeah. I think this yeah. was a good episode to just talk about hookers the entire time. Yeah, and, yeah, and, we and, these every now and then. And women that write hardcore gay porn fiction. Yeah, there's, so. you, know, you know what you should read? is You should read the fucking comments below her gay porn fiction or the vampire fiction because it's like, I want to hear like a serious, pretentious fucking reviewer like i only gave it two out of three stars because she did not go hard enough into the blowjob scenes it's like really really <laughs> no you just you're just gonna skip that we're just going uh uh we, 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 you, you did a page and a half on him taking his shirt off and feeling a guy's chest up you got half a paragraph on the blowjob and you're right into anal sex this well, is here unprofessional we go. Let's, let's, this uh... is fucking unprofessional I uh, am clicking on her books, and, you know, like I said, there are 200 reviews, 100 reviews, and I've only found one that has uh, one-star reviews. Here it is. Oh, it's boring. This is the only book in the series that I have read. I didn't like it at all. The main characters are seem so childish, I couldn't even finish it. <laughs> that was the one-star review. So not You're like the you Kmart wanted. of ass-fucking lady. <laughs> It wasn't what you wanted. Uh, yeah, the author's note says this book is longer. I wish she'd given the climax as much space as it needed. Well, there you go. There's that. If gay so. sex were as boring in real life as it is in your books, then I'd be straight all the way. <laughs> Two out of five stars because you got a hot guy on the cover. There you go. All right, buddy. Good talking to you, listeners. Um, I've, I've been listening to other podcasts, and one thing Jake and I don't do ever, but maybe we should, is um, is this. Listeners, hey, if for any reason we make you laugh because you think we're funny or because we are incredibly stupid, if there is a reason you are listening, uh, tell your friends. Share our podcast. Tell people, tell people, tell people. Um, we need all seven of you. And so there you go. That's Absolutely. what Jake and I haven't done podcast. in the past. But yeah, also, I've been listening to the podcast, and they all say that. We uh, never do. Hair metal, um, you know, 80s Song songs. Montage, yeah. for, for, leave, leave a comment yeah. on SoundCloud. For, so. for the, piss, the piss scene where she's, she's uh, we're, we're, working. We're piss we're, yeah, we're just getting... She's getting through her bladder shyness so she can uh, work for, for the president. 
I only I only have uh, one, and then we'll get out of here, bladder shy moment that I can think of in my life. And I wish I could remember the movie, but I just remember uh, I was in probably high school, and I went to see a movie, and it was either Friday or Saturday night, and it was super packed. And I kind of had to pee, but I'm like, ah, oh, it's a 20-minute drive home. I should just pee before I go. And I go into the bathroom, and there's a line, and I'm like, oh, well, fuck it. I'll just wait in line. And as it came up... Um, because it was a small theater, there were two urinals in one stall, and when it was my turn, I got the stall, and I'm like, God damn it, so I walk in there, and I'm just standing, and then I got bladder shy, because I'm like thinking, I don't know why, but it was just like, all these guys are going to hear my pee hitting the water, and so I'm standing there going, oh, now I'm not going to pee, really, I just waited, and then, so I waited for like 30 seconds, and went, well, that was embarrassing, I just stood here and didn't pee, like, I probably could have peed if I had gotten a urinal, but for some reason, the thought of like this line behind me, and guys listening to me pee, that's the only time I've ever had bladder shyness, I, I remember it well. I just don't remember what movie I'd seen. I uh, I, I saw this is kind of weird, but uh, I, I I saw a uh, a documentary about deadheads when I was like a little kid, and okay. it was long, boring as fuck. I mean, it's just random footage from kind of like the band themselves. I, oh, I I like the Grateful Dead, man, but I, I I mean, this was just this was just footage of their fans selling t-shirts following oh, kind of like that and, uh, stupid judas priest parking lot documentary that people rave about even though it's just idiots in a parking lot i haven't seen that but at least those guys are i i, I don't know probably getting in fights or yelling or something these people fucking nothing man like it was it was boring but there was one part where this uh this weird hippie chick was singing this song that she wrote. I mean, not, and not to any instruments or anything, but it, it kept going over and over again to the loop to where it was burning my my memory. But uh, the only words, I, I, as far as I can remember, was, the river, she is flowing, flowing and flowing. The river, she is flowing, flowing again. And then and then she would start that over and keep doing it, and they, they played it for which seemed like hours. And if I think of that, whenever I, I can't piss or, you, you know what I mean? Whenever I got to drop it, <laughs> it away, loosens you up, fucking sends it right out, man. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, it's the only thing I remember about that documentary that and the rest of it sucked. Really? There you go. Jake has a peace song. Yeah. Listeners. Do you have a peace song? song? Yeah. Tweet us your <laughs> peace song. There you go. All right. Spread, share our podcast. Thanks for listening. Jake. Good talking to you. Good talking to you, man.